Uh, hello and welcome to episode 33 of the CPRW podcast. My name's Colin, I do Colin's Punk Rock World and CPRW Records and this podcast. And today I am joined by Dan number two. Hi, I'm Dan number two from Colin's Punk Rock World and the band Tape It Shot. And it sometimes sounds, 25 for life promotions. Yeah. It sounds so enthusiastic to be here. <laughs> <laughs> um, I am enthusiastic. We're good. We're, we're going to talk about Slam Dunk Festival. Yeah, you're doing like smooth radio voice to start with, and now you're back to band voice. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so today we're previewing Slam Dunk Festival. Dan and I are both going to Slam Dunk South in Hatfield on June the something, 6th, 4th, 5th. June the 4th. June the 4th. This is how prepared I am. I don't even know when it is. Uh, but before we crack on with that, we're just, we're, since we last uh, recorded a podcast, me and Dan have been gigging hard and we thought we'd just quickly chat about some we've been to. So I think the first one was the Drones final show. Yeah. At the Lexington. That was, that was absolutely lovely. Like I, I had a wonderful time. Um, it was like, um, it was really special for me because like um, I, I, I chatted to you before about it but like i'd never seen drones in their old format like at all like and i i'm a huge fan of drones with lois and the two recent albums they put out so like um but i also grew up listening to the free mark kid ep and i think the first album's called mutiny um and um yeah so it was really cool that to see the old lineup come on stage to do a couple of songs as the old drones and then see both iterations play together. Yeah, that was have... a really nice touch to do that on your last show to have. It's nice to see there's not bad, uh, bad blood between the previous members as well, like they're all still pals, which is always lovely yeah. to see. But yeah, I, 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 I joke like when they played the final song with everyone, it was like their McBusted moment. Yeah, yeah, it was very much. It was pretty cool. It was... It was very nice. It was very good. Um, and uh, like band tapes played that as well, which is so it's always good to see them live. It's their big favourites. <laughs> I told him not to come in. He comes <laughs> in anyway. That's he all was, right. He's quite abusive. <laughs> um, <laughs> people aren't watching. They have no idea what's just happened. Um, yeah, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll be professional. Um, what did we do after the drones? Um, I went to it Days and Days. Played. Uh, yeah, we scene. both went to Days and Days. Oh, you were at Days and Days, yeah. Oh, yeah, I stood yeah, there. Yeah. was a man in a yeah, hat. Yeah, we were I both remember. there. There was a man in a hat who was annoying. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I remember him. Um, there was a... There was a man that came and stood directly in front of me, Colin, and Emma um, with a big sort of, uh, like I'd say, like, cow, yeah, fedora, cowboy hat. And he was almost my height. So this guy was probably like 6'3 or 6'2. And, like, the hat just blocked all vision around him as well. Yeah. Like <laughs> Emma, who's only, like, I think 5'2". Yeah, I, I I leant forward and asked him to take it off, and he just seemed confused. I was like, "What? Have you never been to a show and like wearing a hat?" Before? I was confused by them because like he came in with this is nothing to do with the gig at all that we're talking about because <laughs> it was it was just kind of interesting. Like 
it seemed as if like he was a massive fan of Days and Days, but if, yeah. I felt like that he came with a, a, a lady, and I feel like they were maybe been out for like on a date or something beforehand, and then he was like, "Hey, let's c- c- come to this gig with me. Come see my favorite band." And he kept sort of leaving her to go jump in the pit after giving her his hat, get uh, yeah. her his hat, and then he'd come back occasionally, be like, "This is really fun," and she was just sort of stood there. She was smiling. I think she had a nice time. But I just thought. Yeah, she she looked quite bewildered the entire time. Yeah. I can imagine if you've never seen anything like Days and Days yeah. or Boom Boom Raccoon before, you'd be like, the hell is this? Yeah, what I is- mean, I was a bit bewildered. I knew, kind of knew what to expect. But I'm sure they had a lovely time anyway. And it was hopefully a nice eye-opening thing. It was just, I just thought, as a date, it seemed like a weird, weird thing to do. I mean, it's been a long time since I've done a date. I don't know when you've been, if you've been in a relationship I, I, like I, six years. It's... I think six years. Hopefully, Emma, Emma doesn't listen to these anymore. I won't get in trouble. Um, I think it's six um, years, but I don't do that. We don't really do dates anymore that I call a date. We just spend time together. But it seemed like a date, what they were doing. I, I, but. I, I mainly see you at gigs together. I haven't actually seen you guys apart, I don't think, once. Like, yeah. <laughs> so, like, I don't think so. Even when I first met you guys, you were together. Yeah, we've been together um, a long time now. I can't remember if I told the story on the podcast about the first time I met you as well. Um, it it wasn't like an actual meeting of you. It was the first time I remember seeing both of your faces. It was at Teenage Bottle Rocket. I remember somebody trying to crowd surf from the back of the room and they got their mate to throw them into the air and essentially it didn't work at all because nobody saw them and they just fell straight again to the floor and you me and emma just sort of looked at each other and laughed at it and that was the first time i met you <laughs> oh. well we're, we're really nice though we do try and help people in the pit if they fall over oh we definitely are, we are nice but, yeah um That's sorry getting sidetracked days and days were incredible oh, they smashed um, it. that was like one of the best sets i've seen for a long long time yeah yeah like they was, blew every expectation away and that they seem to have a really really great time as well yeah, yeah. It, it, it was something they were saying about how these were like the new songs off the new album but because they hadn't toured them it was weird seeing people singing along to like every word because we'd had these albums for like two and a bit years so it's just like yeah of course we're like stoked about it and know all the words and that must have been a really weird experience for them the infested were also really good and boom boom raccoon were always fantastic yeah that was a really good night we should we've 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 really went off on a tangent there so we also i went to treehouse fire uh doing the 10 year anniversary of rocket at the new plus in uh on the day of recording this it was last friday um and that was a really nice night it's like a new cross scar show so it's always just going to be full of good vibes and just lovely times it was a debut show, a debut show of Tilline bones as well which is uh, jack and charlotte from just say no's like new project and just absolutely brilliant like i'm very excited to see where they go like with what they're doing just incredible like a lot of people are going to be talking about that band and if you they're play, they are doing quite a few shows already so if yeah. they're playing near you, go and see them. Or like they're playing Level Up, which we're going to talk about a little bit more later. But see them because get on the bandwagon early so you can be that smug guy who's like, I remember when, because we all like being that person. 
yeah um I, I i'm just super stoked they put out a single and it's really really good jack's writing style is just like absolutely incredible yeah. and I he's really a very like, like I've, uh, I've i've been writing a review about it. i'm finished it yet it's my slack but um i was saying like his writing style and his vocal are so distinctive mm, um, but definitely. it also it doesn't sound like his old band which i think they probably were quite conscious of doing that to not sound just like do you just say nay part two yeah, yeah they are their own thing so definitely but if you like just say nay you will also love till i'm bones but yeah so that was a really nice night and then we had the ski of album launch on a couple of days later yeah which was another really good night yeah it was it was uh it was very very good um i always said this to all, all about all of the gigs but like it was like a quick um because i almost, almost almost came to the treehouse fire one as well it was just like a, a like a solid week of like four gigs that are like five if you count the one i went to on monday like just packed together that were like really good lineups of really good new cross friends and um yeah it was lovely there was like a couple of bands i'd never seen before like opening um <sighs> You missed the first couple, didn't you? Because you got confused by trains. I did. I did. So, Knock the Face opened, and they were sort of punk. Yeah, Cat from uh, Demon Smiles New Band. They were sort of punk, and they did like, uh, like, I guess, I don't say an old school punk, but kind of that vibe. But they had like a lot of scar up straights and stuff as well, and the songs were quite catchy. And they did a minor fret cover, which was cool. That's, That's cool. And then the second band were Girls Like Us, who unfortunately, like, the sound, there was a lot of problems at the start and they were delayed, like, must have been a half hour, maybe 45 minutes actually starting their set, which was a bit of a shame. And even when they were playing, the sound didn't sound as good as it normally would at New Cross. Yeah. But once they got going, and it was an enjoyable set, but I think they were let down by the sound a little bit. And, yeah, um, um, they sounded a bit like Joy Division. I caught like the last three songs, and I, I was, I was like, "Oh, Connor's on guitar for this band." And I was yeah. like, "That's cool." And I'm not sure if he sort of plays with them proper or he's just helping out to fill in. But Connor does that a lot, doesn't he? Just, <laughs> I think he knows every band's songs on an instrument and can fill in at a moment's notice. It does. It wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, it, it, his ability to pick things up that quickly is like. I, I I can't name many better guitarists than Connor, to be it's, honest. It's insane. And then you got Shackleford, who was my first time seeing them. I really liked the album and they I thought they were superb. And then after Shackleford, it was Triple Sunday playing their first new cross show in Forever. Who always, Triple Sunday always bring it. There was quite a nice time when uh, Connor joined them on guitar and Hassan jumped into the crowd. And did yeah. just a bit started a mosh and just crowd surfing and carnage, but a lot of fun. They've started to play uh, like the occasional new song as well, and they just sound really, really good. And I'm looking forward to uh, whatever comes next, whether it's an EP or an album. Like I think it will be fantastic, and it will like be a game changer in like sort of the UK pop punk. It's... I'm so excited for them to record. They played a couple of really old school songs as well because like they um, like did a tour with uh, the Overjoyed who were on next in 2015 I want to say so they played a little some old school stuff just for sort of that 
sort of just for fun, really, just for a bit of old time's sake. Aaron Overjoyed and Skiv have been doing like a tour together. And have you seen the Overjoyed before? No, I was about to say, I have never seen them before, but they were very good, like proper, tight, proper good pop punk. I need to pick up an album because, like, it was fantastic. Like, can't complain band. at all. I, they were, yeah, they were sort of my cool down band because I didn't, I didn't know that much about them or know many songs by them, so I could just sit at the back. But it was like really good to watch and quite nice. It was just lovely. Like, I really enjoyed them. It kind of like to prove my point that I always bang on about how good bands in Europe are, and we need to pay them more attention because there's so many amazing bands. But, oh, definitely. Yeah, like I tell the story quite quick because we are rambling and we were supposed to be talking about slam dunk. Um, but like so. The Overjoy did an all day uh, at New Cross. Wait, I must have been that triple Sunday tour in like 2015. And that was my first ever, t- or my second time, but my first time going to New Cross. And then that was when I started going like every week, basically. And that's when I sort of first met Paul. I think the first time I met Mike. And that's so that's, and that was like an all day with like triple Sunday played it and Jordan from Skiz played it. So, and acoustic first set and Eat the Feet played and Burnt Tape. So, so many bands now that I'm friends with and just love. So, that was like my first proper like New Cross community experience, I guess. That was really cool to see yeah. the Overjoyed and Skiv playing back on that sort of set. But yeah. And then, yeah, Skiv Headline, they've just released a brand new album called No Context Bangers on Init Records. And yeah. very apt name because they are all just bangers. And I'd say, yeah, I think you probably agree with this is the best set I've ever seen Skiv do. Yeah, like comfortably. Um, uh, that is best set I've seen Skiv perform, and like the the recorded new record is just incredible. Like sound wise, it's like really well produced, and like daily X drones daily bringing it full circle uh, has done wonders on it. And Jordan's writing and Connor's writing has really come out. And having Leo on bass, who is ex Jess Say Nay, was just like the finishing touch on the entire band, I think. And it I think just we both said, sounds incredible. Uh, when we're coming home on a, after the gig, like Leo is probably one of the best bass players in all of like DIY punk rock. Oh, definitely. He's like, incredible. He is very incredible. And I'm quite jealous that they picked him up. Yeah, they've done, they've done that was such a good like addition to their band like Liam was a fantastic guitarist and like obviously like Connor played bass and Connor played bass very very well but now they've sort of Connor's moved back onto guitar and now Leo's playing bass it's just seems to have uh, amped up just another level so I'm really excited to see what the album can do for them yeah me too that was really good and then very quickly because we are rambling you played a gig on Monday night that I was supposed to go I played a gig I played a gig on Monday. We played with Forgotten Names, um, Making Friends, and Old Chase, who um, uh, Forgotten Names are a new band. And um, I, I didn't know this, but Jacob from Ships Down is in them. Um, so um, he, yeah, they played incredibly well. Like it was their second show, and yeah, just blown away. They did a cover of You by Bad Religion, and it was really, really good. Um, uh, making friends are always incredible. Um, Ryan had decided to plonk a brand new bunch of songs on the set list. So there was loads I'd never heard before, but they all sound incredible. And I can't wait to hear when they've got their next album out, which I know they're recording right now. 
and then old chase who uh, uh have members of eat the evidence and they were incredible they sound a bit like gutter mouth and they have an album out called uh, i think it's called days of yonder or something uh let me just check De- uh, the dizzying heights of yesterday nowhere near <laughs> nowhere near absolutely um but like that's absolutely fantastic and like i've always wanted a band that sounds a bit like gutter mouth but aren't assholes <laughs> so <laughs> that's actually fantastic um i wish i had yeah I, I was so ill on the month i felt so awful on the monday like i can't do another one i miss being young and having powers of recovery after these things don't worry about it like um when you sent me the message on tuesday i was like literally wiped out sort of in bed and i was like yeah m- maybe doing all those gigs in one sort of setting of a week was not a good idea for my body but yeah, you're, you're about 10 it. years younger than me so yeah yeah anyway yeah so we went to lots of gigs it was a lovely time so and um, also the, the, the point of this podcast is slam dunk so slam dunk festival is everyone knows what slam dunk festival is who's listening to this i'm going to assume but so yeah, literally two days, one one day in Leeds, one day in Hatfield of like the best of like uh, punk rock, um, ska-ish, there's not a lot of ska on that this year, um, alternative music, I guess, like pop punk, metalcore, they're metalcore this year. There aren't many bands yeah, on the picture with that sort of font that you can't read, which I associate as being metalcore. There are some heavier bands. Uh... I don't think it's as heavy as it was previously years, to be honest. But um, it's sort of that sweet spot between pop punk and hardcore sort of style, but it's like sort of mainly leaning into the pop punk. It looks like there's a lot more like nostalgia acts as well. Yeah, there are a couple of nostalgia bands. Um, The big one on that lineup would be 303 being just pure nostalgia. Where are they? Yeah. What do they sound like? I feel like you said the nostalgia. I have no idea what they sound like. Oh my god, Colin. Um, you would hate them. Uh, <laughs> they are very uh how do I put this? Um very cringy sort of like emo punk, like sort of hip hop sort of thing. And most of their songs are about girls or being inappropriate and things. I, I listened to a song off their new album called Pound Town and the rhyme on it was, um, um, I'm going to take you to my hometown. The first name is Pound. And I was like, this is absolutely dreadful. Jesus. Like, yeah. Yeah, that, don't go the, and see them. That sounds, don't support that band. They, that sounds they, awful. They had, they had like some big songs in sort of 2008. And they had like a big song with Katy Perry. Um, the That's what I recognize it. Yeah. But like... Um, the music is uh, aged well. <laughs> that Put sounds it that way. absolutely awful. Um, so <laughs> as we're supposed to be digging up Slam Dunk when we started right. with that, and um, why why do you go to Slam Dunk? What's your reasoning? Why do you like um, to go? Why do I? Okay, uh, why I like going is um, so like two reasons. One, it's really um, it's nice. I can go with some of my friends that aren't as into sort of the pop. Uh, punk rock and more harder stuff there are a lot of like sort of crossover bands so like while i'm going to go see like say some 41 or streetlight manifesto they're going to go see the wonder years or neck deep like it's a really nice balance festival for sort of that sort of thing 
um i feel like there's a lot of crossover between like sort of popular bands and not so sort of more obscure sort of bands um which is quite nice because like it means that we can all go to a festival together and all have a great time though we're not necessarily seeing the same bands the other reason i really like doing it is because it's like it's a festival experience but it still feels quite small and quite homely to be honest compared to something like say download or reading festival like um i like big festivals and i always have done there's like a bit of me that's always really really enjoyed the sort of outdoors element of it and everything but i also like going home and i don't like too many people so <laughs> a one day where it's in the middle of nowhere and then i can come home and it's not too big is perfect for me to be honest i always find slam dunk to be quite an interesting like beast in that it, i feel like it gets a hell of a lot of stick and like i get it gets like a, i get i feel like a negativity towards it but it's also just a really really good day out if yeah. you go with the right people and it's like you can stay in your like bubble of your friends it's a really nice time like we went last year yeah and like i spent like oh we went 2019 when there was like a load of like new cross friends there it was quite a big group last year when they put it on it was like september there was like four or five of us who went and it was just even that small bubble it was just a really nice day of just spending time with your friends and then also seeing some bands you wouldn't normally see because you don't want to spend 50 quid on tickets to one band and go to the academy and yeah, I was about to say also, I don't have to see certain bands in an O2 venue, which is perfect for me. Like I've never seen some 41 Dropkick or I haven't seen Pennywise in years. So like those are going to be really, really nice things for me um, that I wouldn't normally see. Like there was one um, I wouldn't normally go see them, but um, my band of last slam dunk was Comeback Kid. I'm a huge Comeback Kid fan, but like I haven't really gone to a comeback kid show so it was like a me dipping my toe in the water and i was really glad i did and then the previous slam dunk which you were talking about my band was gallows and i've always been a huge gallows fan but i've just never gone to a show for a specifically gallows so it was like a really it's nice to be able to see bands that i wouldn't normally see because they're just they don't really tour our sort of scene yeah did, did i tell you who my band of 20 uh 20 what was last year 2021 did I tell you who my favourite band that year was? Was it Frank Turner? No, it wasn't. It was. <laughs> I did enjoy the, the fact he played Linoleum as uh, no effects of the time. Um, but uh, no, it was A. Oh, okay. From the from the early 2000s and late 90s. Uh, um, like I'd never seen them before. I only know a couple of songs like properly, but I went along to see them because they were between McFly and Sponge, and I went to see McFly just because I could, just to put them on my list. And obviously Sponge in my gateway band, and I love them dearly. But I saw A before them, and I was blown away with how good they were. They were so much fun. Wasn't expecting it. And yeah, I really want them to do like a little club show tour, and I will go and have a lovely time there. It was just great. But I yeah, but I, well, I was talking yeah. about like, because like the negativity around like slam dunk. I was trying to think of why that is. And I've, I think I've worked it out. So, you know, the UK pop punk, Facebook group. Yes. I'm not a member anymore. I had to leave. I was uh, <laughs> it was becoming too much of a horrible like obsession of uh, look at all these idiots talking rubbish and enjoying the fact what they were. And I felt like that was a bit unhealthy. Yeah. Like whenever like Slam Dunk would do a post 
of whatever, like an announcement, then that group would just moan and moan and moan about everything. And I thought that that opinion that these people seem to have brought the whole festival down a bit, like my thoughts on it down a bit, or like making it maybe feel negative towards the festival as well. Am I that's an interesting take on it? Um, I am still in that pop punk group. Uh mainly for the content i've got i've got a couple on the side which i um i sort of watch with sort of popcorn there's a there's a great one called punk rock community i think or something which is like really old school punk and it's really really funny to watch sometimes there's a bunch of racists in there i, I don't know it's uh, it's i mean that's awful as well it's all it's awful but i've i've, I've <laughs> Um, but yeah, um, I, I know exactly the vibe you mean, like people will like literally, and the infighting is like dreadful. I, I think, especially like sort of more the left wing punk side of things, people just like jump on each other on like, oh, I can't believe you like this sort of band. Like, I, I, I know like that I don't like 303 as much as I probably did when I was 14, but I'm not going to jump on some like sort of kid who's like 16 and enjoying 303 for no reason because it's just not music is subjective at the end of the day and as long yeah. as they haven't done anything nasty in their personal lives i'm not gonna really hate a band i think that's fine. um um yeah, yeah like with um, the um like the, the, the when the slam dunk coats get announced there's always like say when the flash finder comes out we'll talk about the flash finder properly in a bit but there's like oh there's flashes yeah you're going to a fucking festival what do you expect <laughs> um you, like if it was a festival with no clashes it would be an awful festival um yeah and stuff like moaning because like wi-fi or didn't work or you're gonna get phone signal but never mind life goes on you you, you, you most people go to these things quite regularly and they should know and just plan if you need to meet people somewhere just say meet by this flag or whatever meet it's easy I think that might be a generational thing. Maybe point. I am old. In, um, um, it's like, like queuing, I, I, people moaning again, about things like queuing for drinks as well. Yeah. yeah. It's like, oh dear. But then again, we're both so. <laughs> well, yeah. I, I mean, so like, I, I it's to not going to be the end of the world. Drinks, it's like it's a, uh, well, queuing like it's just part of the the thing. Deal with it. It's not a thing to go and moan and be really negative about. So that's why I think like there's a negativity I find sometimes I get towards slam dunk. I I have a, some good things to moan about. Um, listening all the way down the lineup, the gender split on this lineup is dreadful. Um, outside a couple of bands and like Nova Twins doing like a lot of the work for like, there seems to be like maybe one, I think it's about, the split is about 1.2 uh, bands a stage is has a female or somebody oh, of color in them. Which is quite considerably like I, I I was quite scared when I uh, I I went down the entirety of the main stage, the Jägermeister stage, and realised Cassette is the only one with or Cassiette is the only band with a female musician in it on the headline stage. And I was like, wow. oh, okay, um, yeah, which is quite I I I. Maybe it's that people probably argue to me like, oh, we can't get Paramore for every festival, but like there should be an, I, I, it makes me wonder about how much work there still is to do on diversity, especially in the punk pop scene and the punk rock scene um, that like they couldn't even get up to sort of like even a 30% split 
it's quite it's mad to me yeah, and, um, and you look at what, like, what MPF did and like the split they would have had there like so it's possible yeah MPF probably had more bands than Slam Dunk does as well I know they're oh, not as big as big like they're not as well known or whatever but that is yeah that is an issue but um, they, I feel like they hopefully will try and make this better as they go on it's not a thing that can happen overnight I, we, I think oh, we all understand not. that but I, I, I just thought we would see more female musicians higher up the lineup if that made sense yeah yeah um, that's excellent but, um, I, yeah. right. I lied to you earlier Dan when I said we won't need to take our breaks apparently we do um, have you got one prepared or um well you're putting on a show soon it's just yeah, before booze cruise would you want to talk about that sell some yeah. tickets or there's no tickets of it like, there is no tickets it is a free event i am putting on a show at the weather station in reading on the 17th of june the lineup so far is trophy jump burnt tapes tape it shut and missing the scene unfortunately as of today buds have pulled out we might be getting a replacement or we might just run as as it is but four bands it's free entry and yeah um it's uh burnt tapes have only played one other show this year so far and the other sh- show they'll be playing afterwards is uh booze cruise so um it's a nice way to see them without going to bristol and seeing them there or um also trophy jump it'll be a lovely time to see them because they're from croatia they've got a new album out called feels and yeah both incredible and missing the scene are one of our local bands and they're really really good pop punk sort of based on the nostalgia and then there's my little band which is sort of like a weird hip-hop punk rock very political kind of anti-flaggish and yeah come along it's the weather station at reading on the 17th of june we were so tempted but our train is booked and we're going through reading and it would cost so much money just to go back on ourselves oh it's fine man and yeah also buy tickets to bristol boosters because that lineup's also just stacked. I'm not going to go through it all because we're basically talking about slam dunk. But there'll be a Bristol Booze Cruise um, podcast released at some point as well when we get time to do it. Um, before the before the Bristol Festival, I promise. Um, <laughs> obviously. But yeah, so that's, that, that's going to be the end of part one and we'll be back yeah, very, very quickly for part two. The, uh, yeah, cool. In a bit. Hello, welcome back. Uh, this is part two. We're still talking about Slam Dunk. We're going to try and be more positive this time because um, we're supposed to be previewing it and see what we're excited about. But So we're just going to go through the the stages quickly. So hold on tight. This could be a bumpy ride because some of these are quite hard to read. Right, <laughs> so oh, I've closed the page. Here it is. Right, so on the Jägermeister stage, we've got Alexis on fire or Alex is on fire. No one knows how to pronounce it. Um, Beartooth. The Used, The Amity Affliction, Silverstein, Electric Callboy, Cancer Bats, Counterparts, and Cassiette. Yeah. That's the one. Yep. So, what do you, you think about the Jägermeister stage? Is there anyone? Um, I, th- I think I'm going to go see The Used because Emma wants to see them. And like she grew- that was like one of her gateway bands growing up. Oh, okay. I think I might go along to her to see them. I don't really know a lot of their songs, but there's something different. And you feel, I feel like I should try and see different stuff occasionally rather than seeing like Pennywise for the 15th time or something. So, um, 
Yeah, but other than that, there's not a lot on there that's really sort of tickling the ivories for me. I've I've seen um, so Alexis on fire. Like um, as I talked about earlier, I'm a big Gallows fan, and uh, Gallows' new singer. Um, well he's not new anymore it's been about 10 years but Wade is the lead singer of Alexis on Fire they're absolutely fantastic and one of those bands that are like like that I, a couple of their albums are kind of like iconic for some people yeah. and like I, they're so like his style of singing is just like so throaty and so nasty and like but it sounds lovely um, I've seen Beartooth a couple of times. I'm actually quite a big fan of their new album, Below. It's like really, really filthily heavy, like sort of. Um, they're like one of those bands where it's like very much pop punk, but they've taken like sort of a heavy metal edge to it. And then like the later albums, they just have dropped back some of the pop punk a bit. So I might go catch a bit of them and hope they play some older songs as well as some new stuff off Below. Um, I'm super stoked about Electric Callboy. I might go catch some of them um they're german and it's very much like electric with like sort of punk pop so it's like very much like uh, like it's very like new wave and new age sort of like like just like very much modern pop music where they're throwing like all the synths at it and everything and it just sounds really really cool and big and like catchy and yeah really good I'm stoked for them and cancer bats are always great I, 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 like everybody knows that Cancer Bats do the best Beastie Boys sabotage cover. So I've seen them do that. Same. I've, I've seen Cancer Bats one time ever they, when they supported Anti Flag, uh, a place in London called Heavens, I think it was. Could be wrong. But um, yeah, that was like the first time in years that I'd forgotten to take my earplugs, and that was the worst gig ever to forget your earplugs oh. for. It was so loud. And I'm an old man. Um, <laughs> Silverstein really have also supported Anti-Flag, I remember. They had like a whole tour with them. They're pretty good as well. Um, yeah. oh, Richard of Colin Punch, uh, Colin, I can't even say the name of our blog. Uh, CPRW fame is a big Silverstein fan. I don't know if he's going to leave or not. He's just used to us, so he's probably excited for them. So, uh, so moving on. Next stage. Rock scene stage, powered by Amazon Music. Oh, you read out the sponsorships. Uh, the headliner for the stage is Neck Deep, and then you've got the story so far The Wonder Years, Motion City Soundtrack, Knuckle Puck, uh, Kenny Hoopla, Hot Milk, and Meet Me at the Altar and Beauty School. Is there anyone you're particularly excited about for that stage? Um, I'm going to go see Meet Me at the Altar because they've had a lot of. Um good press and well-deserved good press and what I've heard of them is they sound like a lot of fun um I would have potentially have gone to see the Wonder Years and Motion City soundtrack but they clash with some other stuff so it's one of those things but like uh, our good friend Craig Siraj Duran is the world's biggest Motion City soundtrack fan so he's going to be right down the front doing a good old sing and maybe a cry because he loves them that much like the Wonder Years are one of those bands, they sort of come up in like the UK pop punk scene kind of thing. So I kind of like just dismiss them because the kids annoy me and I'm not a grumpy old man. Um, but then they were on to play Fest last year and they come up on the playlist and I was like, oh, what's this? This is quite good. But then it was the Wonder Years. So I feel like I wish I hadn't have dismissed them as much as I had because they sound actually decent, but they clash with someone. So I like, like want to see more. Forget me more. I'll tell you. Hang on. 
I put together a playlist of all the people I didn't know what they sounded like. And every time a Wonder Years song came on, I was like, this is really good. I, I see why these guys are so big. Like, yeah. this is like proper by the numbers pop punk. And like the drumming in this is incredible. And the songwriting is really good. I was like, yeah, I might buy a Wonder Years album. I haven't yet, but yeah. Um, Hot Milk also blew me away when I was listening to them for the first time. I was like, um, I had a friend who recommended me them a couple of times and said like, these guys are really, really good. Um, but yeah, they just like have that same sort of like, they're combining like electric and sort of pop music elements and like leaning into the pop punk sort of stuff with it. And they just, their writing and their sort of how the songs sound, incredible. Like need to pick up an album. <laughs> Anyone else on that stage that's doing much for you? Is that just one we probably won't spend much time at? I've watched Kenny Hoopla before. Um, he did a flip when I saw him. Oh. Like it reminded me of the Aquabats with uh, their lead singer, but the lead singer of the Aquabats is a lot fatter. So when he does a flip, it's more. Yeah, so I think I can't remember him when I saw him doing a flip. I can't imagine him doing it. But yeah, okay. uh... I can't do flips, so I shouldn't judge. <laughs> Man, if I could do a flip, um, yeah. Cool. So the next stage then is the Dicky stage, which I'm assuming is like the uh, replacement for the Pumpkin Drublick stage, which I've had the last couple of years. Yeah. I'm not really sure why they don't have Punk Pumpkin Drublick again because they are touring like Europe around the same time. But it is quite odd. Maybe I don't know. Maybe there was a cost dispute or something. Uh, no idea. But the thing I was thinking about this, like. They have had no effects headline the stage like two slam dunks in a row now, so it's nice to have a bit of a a different feel to it this time. Well, some forty one were meant to headline it last time, but some forty one were supposed to headline the whole thing last time, weren't they? Were they? Yeah. I, I thought it was Pumpkin Droblick for that. Yeah, no effects would always headline Pumpkin Droblick. Uh. No doubt, but yeah, so on that stage, the Dicky stage, you got some forty one. Dropkick Murphys, The Interrupters, Pennywise, Streetlight Manifesto, The Vandals, Hot Water Music, The Bronx, and The Suicide Machines. And that lineup is just absolutely ridiculous. And oh, definitely. You don't um, really need to leave the, that stage if you don't want to. You're going to be set for the day. Also, Sum 41 is technically headlining the festivals because they are the ones their set runs the latest. They've got uh, extra time than the rest of the bands, so... No, they no, are no. the big headliner and they will be the last people to finish playing. Um, uh, by 10 minutes. <laughs> by 10 minutes, but they yeah. start also 10 minutes early. It's true, yeah. It's a big old set. But yeah, who's, I mean, I'm assuming most of the bands on there are doing stuff for you. Yeah. Shit. Are you going to talk about any of them or just agree with me? Oh, sorry, mate. <laughs> my brain went, my brain <laughs> had like a, a funny like five seconds. It just went, Yes. Um, <laughs> this is a podcast, uh, So, some 41, like, uh, growing up, like, they are f massive. Like, Does This Look Infected? Like, was one of those banger albums that, like, I would put on all of the time. And it's the first opportunity as an adult I've had to see some 41. Yeah, I've been the, like, I, I'm the same, like, but with, I'm older, so we'll see all killer, no filler. And again, I've, I've never seen them, and I, I, like, I probably wouldn't ever bother to go see them at their own gig as such, but so this is a really good opportunity to go see them. I think also, like, for the last couple of years, they mainly headline Download Festival, which has always been, like, a bit out of price range for me, like, normally. So um, it's really nice to get them playing, essentially, a smaller festival. 
um in the same vein um dropkick as well for me like i have never seen them i was a huge fan of them i've owned like literally every album apart from maybe a couple of the new ones and yeah just never seen them never like bothered to go to a dropkick show but like i'm super stoked to actually finally see dropkick live yeah i've seen them a few times and it's a weird one with them it depends kind of like they're one of those bands where you can see where fans got on board like with oh, each okay. song like you can obviously their big hit is shipping up to boston yes that's, that's which to me is their worst song i hate it um but you can tell like the fans who got on that album and sort of went rather than like the fans who were there for the early stuff they're just like you could like which is fine, you get them when you get on, don't you discover them when you discover bands. It's just not everyone can be there at the beginning, not everyone will be there at the end. That's just the life cycle of a band. But controversial dropkick uh opinion. They got it's the better worst right. and I will argue with anyone about it. I won't fight you because um, dropkick no, 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 no. fans are quite big. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um they got better at writing songs the later the albums go. Uh, who cares about well written songs? I want songs I can talk <laughs> Uh, I am listening to the Green Mile. <laughs> yeah, I am very much hoping they going out in style. Going out in style is a, uh, going out in style. Even is a, is a banging album. I'll give them that. But yeah, but if they can play, if they play like, a lot of stuff off Sing Loud, Sing Proud, and like uh, Blackout and that era, I'll be happiest. But obviously, mm. they released a new album a couple of years ago. They haven't had to tour, been able to tour over here. And obviously, they've got all their hits. But they they can't cater just to Little Old Colin for some reason. So, but yeah, they're always really, really good live there. It'll be a really, I'll be one of the rowdier picks of the day, as well, I'd imagine. Um, yeah. I... Yeah. Uh, sorry, I'm going to try to go through this quite quickly because there's a shitload of bands. Uh, the Interrupters, again, like that's one of the two Scar bands playing, always really good. They're going to have a massive crowd. Yeah, they're always incredible. Like, I, I think that they are. Um, when Rancid finally says like we're we're giving up, I think Interrupters will take the place of Rancid in yeah. being a band that influential and massive. I think that they are becoming this huge staple band that is just like incredible and just pumps out good song after good song. So yeah, yeah. always I when Rancid were announced for this festival way back in the day. Oh, we, we said we've been positive. Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, also, remember when the Bostones were supposed to be playing? <laughs> but Mate, to be fair, um, they replaced the Bostones in Streetlight Manifesto. Manifesto. Segway. Yes. Who I never really thought would ever come back to the UK. And I'm going to assume they're getting paid a hell of a lot of money. But, but I'm super excited to see them. I've only seen them one time before. And it was at, I, like Slam Dunk 2013, I want to say. I've never seen them live. I, I am so excited. I like, would kind of say I didn't get to see them properly because one time, like one, they were having sound problems. So I don't think Slam Dunk people, I think they were the only Scar band on that stage at the time. No, King Prawn were on later in the day. But um, and the, they just couldn't seem to get the sound right. And then I was right at the barrier. And then a security guard decided to stand right in front of me, but not just right in front of me, like on top of like the step on the barrier. Oh. And I was just like, come on now. So I didn't get a very good view of it. And it was sort of hurt by sound, so hopefully this will be better. We'll, we'll make it up. We'll go to the front again. Oh, fuck that, I'm old now. Um, 
<laughs> I will stand. I will stand in a safe spot and have a skank and enjoy myself there. Uh, big question about Streetlight. Uh, what's your favorite Streetlight Manifesto album? Oh, everything goes numb. Everything went numb. Well, oh, that okay. That's my favorite. What's yours? I'm a huge fan of the most recent one, actually. That's controversial oh. in itself. Because I don't think you can really like that album. <laughs> I, I really like every single album that they've done like i think they are one of those bands where i don't think they have a bad album i think all of them are perfect the hand that feeds is the most recent album i think um keysby nights everything goes numb somewhere in between and the hand that feeds are all perfect like, very 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 slightly off topic but kind of so relevant um do you have an opinion between catch 22 keysby nights and streetlight manifesto keysby nights I think that every secondary version of an album by a band is kind of under more scrutiny to be good. So if you re-record something as a new version, like you already have a version in your head that's better. So of course the keys be the catch twenty two keys be nights is better than the streetlight one. Correct. Because <laughs> I like it. I like it because it's a bit raw, like rawer and a bit more scrappy and. But Streetlight One sounds, I mean, it shouldn't be like a, a, a points against kind of thing, but it sounds too good. Too well produced. And yeah, too, like fair play. That, that is the exact thing, though. Like, if you are, because um, I, I, my band has re recorded a couple of songs, and you, in your brain, you go, it would be really good if we re recorded this song because it doesn't sound right. Um, my vocals are wrong here, and such and such, and like, we could make this a lot tighter and a lot nicer to listen to and then you lose the raw energy out of it and you don't even know why or how it happens and i think that is kind of present in the, those two examples of just yeah but it's a full album so like yeah don't don't re-record old material unless it's really really badly recorded yeah <laughs> i mean yeah both are great there's no you can't think of keys be nights it's one of the greatest oh, star albums of all time either way whichever band you're listening to so can we, can we talk about Pennywise? I want well, to talk about something like that. I, I can't, goes, yeah, I we can can't talk wait. about Pennywise. I can't wait to see Pennywise. I really like Pennywise. They've put, they were one of those um them and anti flag were like the big gateway bands for me where I was just like, this can be political, like properly like hit hard and like buying Land of Free and For Blood and Empire, like they're massive albums for me, but I saw Pennywise, the first time I saw them was at No Two Gig when they were supporting Rise Against, so somehow they messed up the sound because Pennywise were opening. So um, I'm looking forward to seeing Pennywise with proper sound, and um, yeah, just super stoked. I hope they play like a mixture of everything from all the albums. Yeah, um, I think I have a bit of a clash with Pennywise. I'm seeing like someone's finishes and i'm gonna hopefully just catch catch the end so i'm hoping like my favorite songs they leave to the end if they can do that for me like that'd be ace i mean obviously brogan's gonna be last but and then all the drunk people the rest of the day are gonna be singing the worlds um, <laughs> during be... some 41 steps yeah that'd be <laughs> mad um then the vandals are playing and that's one i'm really excited for they're like one of the few bands now from like when I was growing up, like getting in, first getting into punk rock, I've still not seen. 
No, that's really, really big bucket list thing for me. I like to get the time off for Slam Dunk. I had to write a letter to my boss, like my like my boss, 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 the big one. And because it's like Queen's Jubilee and I work in retail and they're like, oh, it's gonna be busy. And so I had to write a letter for special permission. And I wrote that there's this band called the Vandals, who are my bucket list band. I've never like I wrote this whole spiel, like it's like you really couldn't give a shit who this band are. But I had to write this whole thing to say, please can I have it? I'll just see the opportunity I'm gonna to get to see this band Aww. ever, probably. He said yes. I also put at the end that you look very nice today, which I'm sure went down well. Just <laughs> 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 how seriously I take my job. Um, I, I flirt with my store manager in letters <laughs> to get a few things. Um, I, I sold myself out. I don't care. I can go see the vandals. I am also fully expecting them to be awful because I've built them up so much in my head. They're I a band I be... never got into at yeah. all. Oh, and I think they're like the kind of like the no effects kind of thing where they're either going to be incredible or absolutely awful and just piss you off. Yeah. That's, from what I've listened to the Vandals, I get that vibe. I really do. It, it could be a lot of fun or the humour could just go completely wrong. I, well, I hope they're wonderful for your sake. Me too. I hope they're worth it. Me too. Um, yeah. And who else is playing that stage quickly? Let's take that down. Uh, we can talk about hot work music and the suicide machines yeah i think we both sort of said meh to the bronx haven't we um but yeah hot water yeah. music have released a really good album recently and just hot water music they're like i haven't of... listened to it yet i wasn't a big fan of the previous album but like i'm a huge fan of the albums before it yeah. so um i i need to listen to the new one because matt spear from ear nutrition was saying that the new one is really good yeah. and it's worth listening to He's been saying that to me, how good it is. But I think I have listened to it. I don't know if it's stuck there. I definitely listened to the singles and was impressed. I also don't think I'm seeing Hot Ones. I think they clashed with someone else. But they are really good. And if you don't know them, check them out. Because they're abs- if you like, like, gruff, punky stuff, they're, like, the kings of it. And then, obviously, Suicide Machines, that's a really exciting one. Like, haven't been over here forever. Released, I think, probably one of the best Fat Wreck albums in the last four or five years, a couple of years ago, whenever it came out. Yeah. Super definitely. excited to see. They're on at like three o'clock in the morning or something, should be like 11.40. Really, really early. So get I think they're, like, yeah, they're opening. It's, it's ridiculous. It's really early. Also, we'll give them a, a plug. They are playing New Cross Inn as well the next day if you don't want to go to Slam Dunk and you are for some reason listening to this. Um, they're playing at 11.40. Which is ridiculous. Go see them at New Cross <laughs> Go see him at New Cross Inn in South London the next day at like a reasonable hour. Um, yeah. Yeah, so I'm excited to see them. Like a really good mix of like ska and like shouty punk rock. And yeah. Just really, really good band. And I've never seen them and I'm excited to see them finally. Yeah, so that's that stage. Vicky stage is probably where if you're looking for us to say, say nice things. That's where we're going to be most of the day. I, I think that will be where most of my friends are and most of people I know. Yeah. So you want to next stage? We get to talk about the rock sound stage next. Uh, Death of Honor, 303, Set It Off, Stan Atlantic, The Somerset, Mod Sun, With Confidence, Punk Rock Factory, Chunk, No Captain Chunk, Yours Truly, Between You and Me. Yeah. That's uh, it, it's on par with on a hiding to nothing for me of uh, names that I that confuse me being dyslexic. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's, that's horrible. I've seen them live though. They're not bad. They do a cover of uh, All Star by Smash Mouth. That's what I know um, about Chunk Captain No Chunk. 
yeah, it's one of their biggest songs on Spotify, and that 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 yeah, that terrifies me. That yeah. one of their biggest songs on Spotify is a cover. Is there anything else on that stage that's really sort of tickling you? Or? Um, Stan Atlantic are really good. Like, um, I had tickets to go see them with a bunch of friends. Um, they're one of those bands that's like pop punk by the numbers, female fronted, but like really, really good. Like writing is like incredible. They've got um. I think an EP and two albums out now, and they're all really, really good. Really yeah. recommend them. Um, the only reason I haven't seen them is because we got um, we um, we all got basically ready to go. Uh, we went to my friend's house and we all did our COVID tests together, and mine came out positive. And since I was the driver, that meant no one went. <laughs> oh no! So um, uh, I'm actually quite looking forward to them. If they well done for being anyone. responsible and doing your COVID tests. Yes. We will be. Yes. Everyone should. Yeah. I know you have to pay, pay for it now, but get one and do it because that's how these Definitely. things happen. Um, oh. The thing that stands out to me on that stage, and this is me being a bit grumpy, negative, boring man, but Punk Rock Factory, even on this lineup, as like a proper band rather than like an after party band because yeah. they're a cover band. And fair play, they're really, really, really good. But you could have used that, that slot for a band that plays originals. I I I I I do fully agree with you. I really do. But like, um, in the same vein of like Scartoon Network playing Fest, like he's not going to be playing the end of it. He's going to be playing during the day, isn't he? Um, because like they're original versions of the thing, um, technically. Um, I, I understand why they're on the lineup, but I think it would be better if they were an after-party band yeah. because I would have actually stayed around and watched them as an after-party band. Like, and that would have been... I, I feel like you would get the better response if everyone's, like, completely done with their day and just wants some sing-alongs. Yeah. Like, yeah, that that's going to start... They do some really good covers of some Disney stuff, especially... Uh, I, 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 I really enjoy Encanto, which is uh, one of the new Disney mo- movies, and they've done a couple covers of that. Uh, under the surface is really really good like really well written um yeah yeah that's like i mean like that's a great i have with the lineup this year the lack of like new uk bands on there that we haven't even got popes of chili town or something that's like deserve a chance and they're the lifeblood that are like getting people into venues these days these are the bands that are really keeping venues going so give them a chance so I think I said this on a podcast before, but if you put these smaller bands on a big stage, they can get more fans. And then these bands can go to these venues and have bigger crowds. Like everyone throws. Easy. I'm going to be really a bit negative and side-like sort of thing. The thing that terrifies me is the amount of bands on this lineup that have a song with Machine Gun Kelly. And... um <laughs> a lot more of the entry route to um, sort of uh, becoming a big pop punk band now is having a feature with a big artist that's already in that genre. So like, it, I, I'm, I'm not saying that like, if anybody got like a Machine Gun Kelly feature, they would be on this festival. But like, if say Burnt Tapes had a song where they were playing with Avril Lavigne, they would be on this festival. I'd love um, to hear that. <laughs> me too. I, I I think Pan and Avril Lavigne were always uh, a combination we needed. Um, it's very important. Phil shouting over the top of them would be brilliant. Um, um, but yeah, like um, 
I, I, I think the entry route for a lot of these festivals is not, they don't really put the smaller bands to access that. It's it's the bands that have already got enough exposure on Spotify and enough exposure to be playing the festival. It's it's a weird time compared to what it used to be like sort of 10 years ago. Yeah, I guess things, things change, things grow. Like, I guess bigger bands, they sell more tickets, but um, end of the day, Slam Dunk is also a business and needs to make money to survive. But yeah, there's... There's things you can do. But anyway, shall we go on to the last stage? Yeah, let's talk about the last one. Positive again. That's right. So the last stage is the key club stage, which is two stages that are next to each other. And then, so what there's a left and a right. The left stage will finish. The right one will start pretty much instantly. And then vice versa throughout the day. So there's no clashes, but you won't get much of a break if you hang out there all day. Um, So on that stage, there is a load of bands. Um, So we've got Nova Twins. As December falls, bears in trees, caskets, uh, one with death metal writing, which I can't read very well. Death by Romy. Romy, what the hell does that mean? They're playing. Um, Hot Mulligan in her own words. Another one which I can't read, thank Lucatus. If you're listening, write uh, in the comments what the fuck l- that says. Lil Lotus. I... Lil Lotus. Uh, why do bands write? have names with bad fonts that people can't read. Um, Magnolia Park, MC Lars, who's back, who used to be like Slamdunk regular. M- Mom, I'm going to say Mum Jeans because I'm English. Um, Pink Shift, Point North. Oh, crikey. SM, smart, is that supposed to be Smart Death? It's Smart Death without an A. Yeah, or whatever. That spell things properly. Spanish Love Songs, The Flatliners, and Zumo. So, yeah, mm. there's a lot of bands there. Oh, sorry for the names I butchered. Um, who's standing out for you? It's going to be pretty obvious, isn't it? Um, <laughs> for me, um, the, the I'll talk about the one that's not so obvious to begin with. Nova Twins, the headliner, fantastic two-piece, like absolutely amazing. Like I watched them at Download Festival before, and like I bought their album that came out last year. Like really, really good two-piece, like loud and like. Baseline bitch is a fucking tune. Like whenever that baseline kicks in, it's like, oh, it's so good. It's filthy. Um, yeah, they they're they're an actual fantastic headliner, and it's so good to see them headlining a stage. Um, um, I got really into MC Lars this week as well. Um, I'd never listened to him, he's always been on my radar. I didn't know he had a he had a song with one of my favorite rappers, Watsky, and like I'm super into that. Like, oh, he's got even a song with the lead singer of the Aquabats, bringing it back. Yeah, he's that's a this, I... uh, this gigantic robot kills. That the one? That's yes. a great yeah. like our song, sort of bigging up Scar. But MC oh, MC Lars is a lot of fun. If you, he's if great you're into that sort of thing like sort of rappy sort of pop punky scar it's it's it sort of falls into the same sort of category as rappers like watsky and spose where it's sort of like humble rap is what we call it okay. so it's like rapping but it's like I'm, I'm not talking about bitches and bling and shit i'm talking about like how i like homemade cooking <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like my kind of rap to be fair it, it's it, it's it's nice it's a lot of fun um yeah um, yeah, a couple that are standing out to me that I've, before we go to the, the two really obvious ones um, is uh, Mum Jeans and Pink Shift. Like, Pink Shift I've uh, known about for a couple of years. 
and they've got um, a couple of Asian ladies in their band as well. So it's really cool to see like that represented uh, represented at the festival. And they're a really really good band, and they I think they're clashing with Hot Water Music, and I'm fully happy to miss Hot Water Music to go see them. And play mm-hmm. Mum Jeans as well, a band I sort of aware of for quite a while, and like they play kind of like jangly emo Midwestern emo, I guess. So I'm quite keen to check them out. Are they on fat, one. or am I thinking of Mean Jeans? I'm thinking of Mean Jeans. Okay. Too many jeans, and also Hot Mulligan are like another like emo band who are got a lot of hype around them. And what I've listened to them, they're quite cool as well. So there's some cool bands to check out. So yeah, and then the two big exciting ones, I guess. We got done really dirty on the poster, I felt yes. like, but on the, but then, actually headlining one of the stages. <laughs> um, Spanish love songs, yeah, are, are headlining, I think, the right stage. And um, yeah, they're at the bottom of the poster almost next to Flatliners. That's really weird oh. when I saw that. But yeah, like both bands are incredible live. Like we'll get, like Spanish love songs, I think we'll get some huge sing-alarms. They're like... I, I can't think of a band that had such an upward trajectory like they've had. They sound like the sad menzingers you've always wanted. Like they are emo menzingers. That's all I can say. Like it's so good. And like their pre last album, Brave Faces Everyone, is perfect. Like not enough people talk about how perfect that album is. Oh, and optimism is a uh, real life choice. I think it is is one of my favourite songs ever. Like hands down. Yeah, I feel uh, like if Brave Faces had come out and when, or it came out when it did, and it wasn't in the middle of like a worldwide pandemic, and they could have really pulled the shit out of it, they'd be one of the biggest bands in the world at the moment. If Spanish Love Songs put that record out in the nineties, they'd be headlining the main stage, hundred percent. Yeah. <laughs> There's obviously Flatliners who are sort of punk rock legends. It's really weird to see them on a, on a stage, which is essentially like the, the new band introducing stage when they must be coming like 20 years as a band. Yeah, this is their 20 year anniversary tour. I so believe. it's kind of weird to see them on that stage. But if you don't know them, they're really, really good, kind of gravelly voiced melodic punk, I'd say. Well, they don't play Scar anymore, and I'm really sad about that. Yeah. But they are a band that um, have changed their sound every single album. Yeah. So they went from being probably diehard, lightning fast scar to now being some of the chillest, easy listening rock I've heard. Yeah. It's quite interesting um, as a band. And everyone I talk to seems to have a different favorite Flatliners record, depending on their personal preference of genres. Yeah. They are a, they're a band for all seasons, I suppose, would be. A- because I can point to Colin and I'll go, Colin's favourite record is definitely the one that's got Fred's got the slacks on it. Correct. I like the second <laughs> one as well. I like that. That, that still had some scar on it. Um, I forget um, what it's called now. It's got Eugene. The, the, the first one. one is called Destroy, Destroy Build Create. The second one is called The Great Awake, I think it is. Yeah, that sounds about but, right. Yeah. If Robin was here, Robin would tell us. Robin's a massive flatliners fan. Um, the, the third one is my favourite, which is Cavalcade, which is the best flatliners. Was record. that the one they were supposed to do like an album tour of a couple of years ago before the world broke? Yes. I, <laughs> I was meant to see it on my birthday at New Cross Inn uh, and everything everything broke. So like that, I think that's my, I'd say, third favourite album ever. 
Wow. And like, I was like, I get to see it in full on my birthday. And I've never heard them play. He was a jazz man live. And it's like, oh, it's such a good flatliner song. We, on Monday night going to the gig, we were listening to that flatliners record because our bassist never heard it. And I was like, this is the best flatliners record. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, um, all right, well, we're timing out. Um, so we'll quick, quick quickly do another advert. So talking of Scar, which we really weren't, but talking of Scar, so um, Level Up Festival is back for its fourth edition this year. Finally, we're all very, very excited. It's a three-day Scar festival that happens at the New Cross Inn in South London, obviously, um, put on by B-Sharp Promotions, Fishlock Promotions, and El Topo Booking from Belgium. Uh, three of the best scar promoters in Europe, I would argue. And yeah, they at least they, they did their base splits. Uh, let's tell you about them quick. So on Friday, well, it's happening on the 22nd to the 24th of July. Uh, so on the Friday, they've got the JV Conspiracy, Call Me Malcolm, Filthy Militia, and Pillum Bones, which is that's a hell of a gig just in itself. Then on the Saturday, I'll go from the uh, bottom of the bill to the headliners to build suspense. That's what a, a professional would do, isn't it? So you've got Fidget or Fidget in the Spinners, uh, Bold Head of Madrid, which is New Cross boys who now play in a band who got really good, uh, Redeemon, Prize Dink Camp from Belgium, Harajan, uh, Abras Gedabra coming from Brazil, Andy B in the World, which has put out one of the best Scar albums of last year, um, headlining for Pokes of Chili Town, which is just going to be Carnage. And also on that night, you've got the El Topo All-Star Band, we're doing the after party like so el topo bookings have um how long have i got to describe this not long they're a cover band of people from belgium who regularly play gigs for el topo promotions and then on the sunday which just blows my mind you've got boom boom raccoon plot 32 Liz jot hazard three deeds down tony and colin and then i guess co-headlining sonic boom six and random hand which is absolutely insane insane and that floor is not going to survive and I'm glad that's happening on the Sunday. So we get the whole weekend. And I'm going to stand by a door just to be safe. I, um, I'm, but yeah, I'd recommend like <laughs> being near the edge of the room. <laughs> yeah, that's going to be, there's going to yeah, be a crater in that room coming oh, in. Yeah, it's going to uh, be good though. But yeah, quickly, we're going to be back in a second. Now. Hello, welcome back. Part three. I did realize that um, we probably just wrapped it up at the end of that segment, but I panicked because I am not professional. But so we're going to quickly run through some tips for the festival and then I'm going to bugger off and watch the end of the Palace game and then watch Taskmaster. Um, Thursday nights. So, yeah, tips for the festival. Dan, what tips do you have? Uh, plan out your clash finder. Always plan out your clash finder. If you're not. Um... And you plan in time to get food, time to get water, and time to go to the toilet. Just make sure you get to see whoever you want to see, and don't basically find that you after like two hours later that you've missed the band that you really wanted to see because you didn't plan out your day accordingly. Yeah, good tip. My tip is if you're going with a group of friends and you know you're going to get separated, show it. Let other people know like what your plans for the the. Uh, they are, and then have meeting points at different areas so you can find them because signal is not very good at Slamdunk, as discussed. And that's my, that's a tip. And if you're my friend Andrew, you remember to charge your phone so your <laughs> phone doesn't die an hour into the festival and then we lose you for three hours because we told you not to. 
like wander off on your own with a dead phone. Fuck's sake, Andy. Um, yeah, if, if, if you can, I guess also take, a, if you've got one, take a portable charger. Yep. I think good. with the issue with lack of signal, when you also get, when it's searching for signal, it kills your battery quicker. That's the thing. Um, what else? What other tips? What else you get? Yeah, eat. Um, they don't let you bring in, obviously, drinks, but they will let you bring in a empty flask. So bring an empty flask. There'll be water points. You do get cues at like the uh, food and drinks bit, so be prepared for them. If you can bring in a, a flask, you can fill up with water, you're good to go. Make sure you plan out how you're getting home as well. It is a one-day festival, so make sure you know where you need to be for what time to get certain trains or certain buses, or remember where you parked the car. I remember we went uh, 2019 and the parking to get getting out of the car park at the evening was such a ball ache. Uh, it was the there was didn't really seem to be any um, stewards anywhere, oh. and we're just trying to get out. To, I think we spent more time getting out of the car park than we did driving back to Bedford. It was ridiculous. Oh, last year we were the third last car out of the the parking it, we were sat still for about two hours after the festival finished wow. and you have much further to go <laughs> it was it was quite funny though um because we thought it, it was really easy getting in um and it will probably be the same again for the, me this year because i'm going to be trying to get there for suicide machines so i'll probably be somewhere near the front of the car park which means i'm the last to leave <laughs> <laughs> <That is laughs> like, oh this is a punishment isn't it um uh, I did want to say, like, um, even though like I'm quite negative, I did want to say something quite positive about my previous experience with Slam Dunk as well. Um, I had like a really nice moment where I watched Alkaline Trio straight onto the back of uh, Frank Turner, straight onto the back of No Effects, and I remember crying during Alkaline Trio set, and then Frank Turner's because it had been so long since I'd seen bands that big with that many people. And the environment about it, I remembered that like those were some of my favorite bands growing up and they're still my favorite bands. And it was just so nice to see them in that large environment post COVID that like, I just think I got overwhelmed and just had such a nice, happy emotion. I had a happy cry multiple times last time I was at Slam Dunk. Yeah, that was like one of my favorite days of last year was Slam Dunk. Yeah. I just had a really nice time. Just had a lot of fun, saw some friends. It's just nice to hang out with friends. Yeah. And then also there are bands there. But, but it was a point, kind of a bit of a point where that, the bands became secondary as well. Like I was just yeah. having a really nice time with my, like I was with uh, Paul and Toby and Charlotte from New Cross most of the day. And it just, just had a lot of fun. And it was a good laugh. And yeah, so it's, that's, that is the bit, for me, the big thing about Slamdog. It's just a really nice day out with friends. Yeah. So yeah, I feel like we were quite negative at the start and we probably shouldn't have been as negative as we are. Especially for a Collins Crockpot world thing, for Christ's sake. Um, <laughs> We've ended positive though, so that's good. Yeah. I remember seeing you once during that slam dunk. Yeah, we saw um, the Baboon show, like right at the start, yes. wasn't it? Yeah, yeah I, I bet it will be the exact same thing again. We will turn up early and watch Suicide Machines and I'll see you then and then never see you for the rest of the day. Too, too many people, man. Too many people. <laughs> <laughs> Too many people. Are you doing suicide bands. machines at Newcross? No. 
Uh, when we clock off, clock off, sign out, stop recording, I'll tell you the lineup, and then you might want to change your mind. Am I playing? <laughs> no. Oh. You'd have to change your mind then. Um, what else? Any more tips quick before we wrap this up? Don't get too drunk. You don't want to be thrown out of a festival. Yeah, look, hey, um, look after your friends. Look after your friends. What I will say, it's a sign I learned last year, because I got horrifically sunburned on my neck because I'm used to wearing sunscreen. a collar. Sunscreen. Wear yeah, sunscreen. Or, or you're me and you wear black hoodies and just have your hood up all day. But you don't look cool by doing that. You just look really lame. And um, sweaty, but, probably. I, I, would have been a, I would have been a puddle. That sounds awful. Um, <laughs> yeah, um, I wear a hat as well if it's sunny, I guess, because especially if you're bowling like me, wear a hat. Um, yeah, but not if you're six two and don't wear a cowboy hat. Um, yeah, 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 and it's fine. It's landing. Don't stand in front of people that are much smaller than you. Yeah, don't stand in front of me at any point, please. Awesome. <laughs> um, yeah, so yeah, it's we're uh, we are we are very much looking forward to the the, the day. Going to be, I'm sure, uh, North and South are both going to be. I've never been to Leeds. I, might be different. Might be awful. Might be good. Might be better. I've heard no effects play really badly in Leeds last year. Yeah, I heard that. Really but I thought well. they were great at uh, Hatfield. So yeah, I thought they were really good at Hatfield, and everybody was like saying, "No, they were rubbish." <laughs> I was like, "What?" I think people expect like bigger things than they should from their effects. So I think part of their effects' charm is I don't want to say being bad, but being calamitous. I think is the, the way of saying it. I thought just uh, listening to Fat Mike talk about things is enough for me usually. Like, I don't expect them to play their songs well. <laughs> no, I don't I just... expect any band to play their songs well. I can't do it, so I don't expect them to. I mean, I guess I am paying them <laughs> to be there, but yeah. But yeah, um, we're rambling again. Um, yeah. I've got 15 minutes to watch Mouse Musky. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, thanks for listening. After the festival, we'll probably do a review podcast. We're trying not to ramble quite so much. Um, anything else? No. Okay. Um, well, yeah, I guess get there early. Don't forget your ticket. Um, I got my e-ticket fine. This is really weird. I'm going to ramble now. So I brought my ticket like a couple of weeks ago. I got an e-ticket, which I still have to pay a pound for, which is just stupid. But um, yeah. I don't get that. Handling fees. Ah, it's bullshit. Um, <laughs> but... Yeah, but then they didn't send the ticket straight away, and I found that really weird. But I've got it now, so yeah, like that, that was a big drama in my life this week. Just checking you there. Um, where's this bloody ticket I just spent nearly two hundred pound on because I bought two? Um, but yeah, okay, yeah. Um, slam dunk. It's going to be in the fun. Uh, thanks for Dan for having this chat and doing this podcast. Great to see you. Lovely to see you too. Um, yeah, thanks for listening. Like the podcast, subscribe, do a comment because that's what algorithms like, apparently. So that will help us. So we're not just talking to ourselves and then showing it to the people, uh, to two people. Uh, yeah, okay, right. Uh, bye. Bye.